I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I didn't want a dating app. I never understood the appeal because I'd much rather meet a person face-to-face and not through a screen for the first time. But finding a person that you like and are interested in is hard. Which is why my friends forced me to get a dating app. I wasn't very excited about it in the beginning, but I agreed anyway. In the beginning, the app just sat in my phone, and I looked at it every day wondering if I would ever use it. Then, one day, I convinced myself that I would at least give it a try. I entered my details and tried to be as honest as possible. My friends recommended putting the best pictures I had, and so I did. I chose the ones that I thought made me look interesting and appealing. It felt odd because it made me feel like I was advertising myself like a product. Entering the details and signing up was the first step, but I was still reluctant to see if I could match with people. Sometimes I would open the app, but then close it immediately because I would get scared. But then I remembered for the people on the other side are just people. And I'm good at people. In fact, I'm great at people. I told my friends I was going to go on it and speak to someone and they cheered me on. I understand why my friends want me to find someone. The entire friend circle has someone. And then there's me. Always the fifth or seventh wheel. They also warned me to not get hurt if I were to be left unread or if someone just stopped speaking to me. Apparently, it was very common on dating apps. Another reason not to join. But I was in too deep. I sat on my couch and took a few deep breaths before opening the dating app. The first person I swiped on, named Samantha, she and I matched. I was shocked. That was quick. I thought it'd be nice to start the conversation, so I sent her a, hey. The response came pretty quickly. Samantha seemed nice through conversation. She was an intern in a hospital and was really busy. She said it was just a coincidence that she had her phone in her hand when I texted. I was prepared to be left unread and never to be spoken to because of what my friend said. She left pretty soon because she got busy, but she told me she'd come back, which was the complete opposite of what I was warned for. I was enjoying the process, and so far, it had proved to be fun. Samantha and I continued to talk, but since I was enjoying myself, I thought that I'd speak to more women. 
I kept matching with people and kept sending messages to them. A lot of them were surprisingly online, and I started talking to multiple women. My friends told me it was normal to talk to multiple people till you found the one. None of them had left me hanging yet. I spoke to Alice, who I really liked, and then there was Nikki. All these women were amazing, but I kept coming back to my original dilemma. How do you know who's being honest and who's not? There was no way to evaluate, but I went with it anyway, because I liked talking to them. The next day, my friend Jordan and I were supposed to be hanging out. So, Matt, did you find anyone to talk to? He asked. I nodded. I spoke to around five girls. They were all really nice. I don't know why you guys were making it seem like it was hard. Wait. What? Jordan looked shocked, and that confused me. I spoke to five women. Five women agreed to talk to you? All my life I've been told that I was an attractive guy, and that I was charming. So I didn't understand why Jordan was having such a hard time believing me. And since it was an app, that's all I was being judged on. Uh, yeah. They spoke to you? I nodded once again. I was clearly missing something. Yes, isn't that how you met Joe? Yeah, after a million tries, and you've already matched with five women and spoken to them? I shrugged because now I thought something was wrong with me. It couldn't be that uncommon. Could it? They seemed to be interested in talking. They like talking, I suppose. Jordan looked at me, trying to suss out if I was lying. Show me. I pulled out my phone and handed it to him. He looked at my conversations and then looked back up to me. Told you. What did you say? I still wasn't understanding why I was being questioned, but I decided to indulge him. Just general conversation. He hummed. Let me know how it goes, he said suspiciously. That day, I went back home and tried to see if it was beginner's luck, or if I was genuinely being able to woo these girls. Turns out, it was all natural, because I matched with three more ladies and spoke to all of them. I wasn't really interested in them, but I wanted to know if I could do it. I didn't lead them on, and the conversations ended on a civil note. I texted Jordan telling him about it, and his reply was once again filled with queries. He asked me to meet him again, and I agreed. When I went over to his place, he had invited some other people. What's happening? There's something that you are doing, that we can't, and you need to tell us what it is that you're doing. I didn't know I was holding a workshop, but turns out I was. Uh, okay? Is it true that you spoke to multiple women in a single day? Someone asked. Yup. There were murmurs in the room and I found it funny. So, what am I supposed to do? I asked Jordan. Take one of the boys' phones and see if it works on it too, because I personally think you're talking to bots, and the app is playing with you. I laughed. <laughs> okay, bro. I sat and was ready to comply with whatever they wanted me to do, and some part of me was intrigued about my own capabilities. Give us all the details. I chuckled again and took a guy's phone. I swiped on a girl and sent her a, hi. We waited for the girl to reply. I don't know what was taking so long for this girl to reply, but I was patient. I could see the boys convincing themselves that I was talking to bots. But I knew that wasn't true. My concerns were diminished when she replied. 
that shocked the boys, but then Jordan asked me to score a date. Are you sure? I asked the guy whose phone it was. I don't want to play around with anyone. What do you think dating apps are for? I'm serious. The boys laughed. Girls on these apps don't settle for anyone and everyone. They take a lot more than one conversation for a date. I shook my head because I know I was able to do this. Will you go or not? Shane took her phone from me and looked at the girl's profile, and then agreed to go if I was able to get her to, which I knew I could. The conversation between her and I began, and the boys hounded over me like I was going to perform some magic trick. From her pictures, I was able to see that she was a dog lover, so that's what I struck the conversation about. It was a golden retriever puppy, and I told her it was super cute. She gushed about her little baby, and just like that, she kept the chat going. Wait, so you just talked about her dog and she agreed to keep talking? I shrugged a shoulder. Yeah. But she doesn't know anything about you. How did she agree? How did you know she wanted to talk about her dog? There were more questions, but I couldn't answer all of them. I just saw the picture and assumed she wanted to talk about it. They were making a simple observation sound complicated. Okay, but how did you know? I got nervous because I don't know how I knew. I just did. I just do. So you're telling me you just knew she wanted to talk about her dog, and then somehow you made her talk about more things and that landed you a date? Yeah. Isn't that how conversations work? I wondered. Her pictures had a picture of her with the puppy, so I thought I'd ask. The boys looked very confused, and I probably wasn't helping. I kind of just... no. I decided to settle on. There wasn't any science behind it. I think if you talked more about them than you would about yourself, that would make them wonder about you. It's quite effective, come to think of it. Her pictures had a picture of her with her friends, too. So, could that work too? I analyzed the situation in my head. Uh, no. You don't want her to think you're interested in one of her friends. There was a round of huffs and disappointment in the air. How do you know? Like, is there a rule book that we don't have, or...? Nope. I thought everyone had the same conversation process as mine. Maybe it made sense for them to take longer to find a date. I guess you just need to have an instinct for it. I returned Shane's phone to him, and he decided that he'd keep talking to this girl. How many girls have shown interest in you? He asked. All of them. I'd swiped on their profiles, and all of them were a match. The conversations were smooth, and yeah, there were some women that my interest didn't align with, and so I stopped talking to them. You're like... psychic, Shane told me. Looking like I had pulled a rabbit out of his phone instead of scoring him a date. I laughed. <laughs> There's no such thing. Maybe it's luck, like you guys said. They all seemed to disagree with me. You knew exactly what to say, and how to say it. You went from talking about a puppy, to having dinner on the weekend. That doesn't just happen, Matt. I, I, I guess, I blushed. These boys were making it sound like I was performing some magic trick to force the girls into talking to me. So, does your head have a little voice that tells you what to talk about, or what the girls want to hear? The conversation turned real spooky, and it made me question my brain. Uh, no, I, I just know. 
You guys, it's not that deep, I joked, because it really wasn't. I didn't have a voice in my head that told me anything, and neither was I speaking to bots. It was just instinct. Psychic, dude, Jordan concluded. I rolled my eyes and told him I was hungry. Now that they knew that I wasn't speaking to bots and actually had the capability to speak to women, all the boys came up to me one by one and asked me what they should talk about. I didn't mind helping them, so I pointed out a few conversation starters from their pictures. And if not, a compliment can go far. And maybe you won't get a date on the same day, but at least there'll be something. By the end of the night, I was exhausted and wanted a break from the app. In fact, even though the women I had spoken to were great, I still didn't like the idea of not meeting a person face to face. When I told my friends that I gave up on the app, they were disappointed and told me it was a waste of my psychic abilities. Maybe I did have psychic abilities that told me what a woman wanted to hear. Didn't change the fact that I'd rather use the abilities in person than through a phone screen. Ms. Lopez was easily the best-looking teacher at our school, so sometimes I gave her compliments like, Miss Lopez, you look stunning today. Oh, thank you. That means a lot coming from a handsome boy like you. She gave me a kiss on my cheek, and my classmates were shocked. How could a teacher flirt so openly with her student? Well, for the school's Christmas party, Miss Lopez came dressed like a stripper Santa. I'm not exaggerating. The principal even made her change her outfit because it was too short. That's the kind of woman she was. But then I failed my Spanish exam and asked Miss Lopez if she would let me pass the course anyway. She responded, Okay, let's make a deal. I will give you a B-plus on your report card if you give me a compliment that makes me blush. Oh, <laughs> well, that's easy, Miss Lopez, because you are so beautiful that I would date you even if you were my own daughter. I wondered if I had gone too far, but she <laughs> bursted out laughing and said, You little perv, you have such a dirty mind, but okay, I'll let you pass the course. Maybe we flirted too much, though, because rumors spread that Miss Lopez and I were having an affair. The guys thought it was cool and gave me props, but one girl couldn't take it my annoying girlfriend, Whitney. She completely freaked out when Miss Lopez told me, I can't believe you haven't found a girlfriend yet. You are such a cutie. I am his girlfriend, and now stop hitting on him, you shameless tramp. What? He is dating you? What a shame. He could do so much better. If that wasn't mean enough, Miss Lopez asked me to stay for a private talk after class. Problem was that Whitney refused to leave my side. She said, You are just a sad old lady who can't find a guy. That's why you're trying to steal my boyfriend away from me. <laughs> oh, I can have any man I want. But your boyfriend and I have a special connection. I just can't get him out of my mind. As revenge, Whitney drew an unflattering caricature of her on the blackboard. When Miss Lopez saw it, she immediately said, Whitney, did you draw that? Huh? Why? Does the drawing remind you of someone? Look, if you have a problem with my clothing style, just tell it to my face. That's not a style. It's an embarrassment. Well, why don't we ask the guys? Hey, listen up. If you think I'm better dressed than Whitney, please raise your hand. All the boys <laughs> sided with Miss Lopez, and Whitney got so mad I had to stop her from throwing her water bottle at her. And the following week, we went on a three-day class trip. We wanted to do a canoe tour, so Miss Lopez split us up into teams of two. When I was left without a partner, she said, 
Looks like we are together, my cutie. No way! My boyfriend stays with me! Actually, I am the teacher, and I get to decide. Whitney threw a huge tantrum, and Miss Lopez was forced to call her parents so they would pick her up. But first, Whitney took me aside and said, Promise me to stay away from that witch! I can't. She's my teacher. And I am your girlfriend, and you do what I tell you to do! But of course I didn't. The canoe tour was awesome. Miss Lopez wore a hot sundress, and we had a nice chat. There's something wrong with your girlfriend. Yeah, she's kind of annoying. Have you ever dated a real woman? Not just a girl? I don't think so. Not yet. Well, I think I can change that. What do you think? Can you put some sunscreen on my shoulders? Touching and massaging her skin felt so good. But we didn't go any further. Not even a little kiss. Only on the last night of our trip, Miss Lopez came to my bed and whispered, I want you to act sick tomorrow morning, so we can stay here another night while everyone else drives home. She didn't have to ask twice. I pretended to have a bad stomachache, and then Miss Lopez came into the dorm, saying, Oh, my poor baby, you look awful. You are not fit to go in the bus and drive home. But don't worry, I will take care of you. It was perfect. Once everyone was gone, Ms. Lopez put her arms around me and kissed me on my mouth. We kept going for hours until I got a message from Whitney asking, Why didn't you come back home? You were sick. Of course, I didn't respond. Ms. Lopez was more important than my girlfriend. But in the evening, we went to a pub, and that's when Whitney stormed in. She threw Miss Lopez to the ground and screamed. There you are! Seducing teenagers! You should go to prison for the rest of your life! Stop it, Whitney! I'm 18! Miss Lopez and I can do whatever we want! Yeah, listen to your boyfriend. He likes me more than you. She leaned over and started kissing me again. It was so good, but then Whitney pulled Miss Lopez's hair again and they started fighting over me. It was a lot of fun to watch, but I had to separate them. Whitney, go home. I'm breaking up with you. Ha! You lost. Your boyfriend chose me because I'm way hotter than you. That's when Whitney started crying. I felt bad and wanted to give her a hug, but Ms. Lopez stepped between us and threw her beer all over Whitney. You get what you deserve, chica. Then Ms. Lopez took me to her room and we made out until sunrise. It was the best night of my life, even though I still felt guilty. When I got back home, I immediately messaged Whitney. I'm sorry for how I treated you, and I hope I haven't hurt you too badly. She responded with photos of Ms. Lopez's car. The windows were smashed, and the whole car was covered in graffiti with nasty words on it. I guess women are just crazy when it comes to dating men. Hi. My name's Liam, and my story will blow you away. I grew up in an unsupportive home. My parents were always too busy to care for me, even though I was an only child. My dad was caught up in his job, and my mom was always busy with her social life. The only time they seem to take notice of me is when they tell me off. You won't go anywhere if you can't ace your tests! A B-plus is not enough! It's impossible for someone like you to get a good job if you stay like that! No matter how hard I tried, there's just no pleasing them. 
One time, I scored perfect on an important exam. The teacher and all my classmates praised me. I felt so happy I couldn't wait to let my parents know. Your parents must be so proud to have such a smart young boy like you. I felt a lump form in my throat. Yes, uh, they are. <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted. Maybe now, Mom and Dad will appreciate me at this time. As soon as the bell rang, I bid my friends goodbye and ran for the school doors with the biggest smile on my face. When I got home, Mom was on the phone and Dad was working on his laptop. I hurriedly announced the good news at the top of my lungs. Only one test? Stop shouting! Can't you see I'm talking to someone? Your dad's right. You need to do more than that. My heart sank. I I'm sorry. I'll try to do better next time. <sighs> my head hung low as I slowly walked upstairs to my room. I didn't even touch my dinner that night. Holding back my tears, I swore to myself. One day. I'll show them one day. I studied my butt off day and night. My friends were all worried about me every time they saw me. I looked so pale and thin as if I don't eat. Dark circles hugged my eyes and I spoke too slow that girls avoided me. Oh, what is wrong with him? He looks like a zombie. I heard his parents don't take care of him. He must be losing his mind. Being stared at and ridiculed became a daily thing at school. Some kids would throw stones at me when I tried to eat lunch outside. I acted unbothered. I'd rather be embarrassed alone than have my friends get shamed just by sitting next to me in the cafeteria. Oh, it sure was a nightmare for me. I thought of rebelling, but I didn't want to prove my parents right. I continued working hard. Playing or having any sort of fun wasn't on my schedule. Only getting excellent grades filled my mind. It took a toll on me, though. My body got so weak it could no longer keep up with me. I started failing my studies. Mom found out and immediately told my dad. I got slapped in the face. I gave my best for nothing. It doesn't matter what I do. They won't ever treat me as their child. I wondered if I was a mistake. What if they didn't want to have me but had no other choice? I planned to run away. Summer came. Dad went on a business trip and Mom was out of town. I packed my bag with clothes, food, and money I had saved up. I wasn't sure how long I could manage, but I was going to live in a different city and find a cheap place to stay for a few days. I'd find a job somehow and earn enough to get by. They probably won't even bother to look for me. I'll finally have the freedom I deserve. I made a note saying I want a two-month vacation in the countryside. I don't know if they'll buy it. All I know is they wouldn't worry as much as other normal parents would. I carried my bag and stepped out into the night. It was so quiet. I pulled my cap lower as I scanned the streets. No one was around, and I could tell the neighbors were all indoors with their lights on. I began walking quickly, looking straight ahead of me. I was only three blocks away from my house when I heard a sound. Psst. I looked to my left. There, under the faint glow of a nearby street lamp, a familiar face was looking at me.
Where are you going, Liam? It was my best friend, Jill. I rushed over to her side, making sure no one could see us. Please, don't tell anyone. I'm going away for a while. Going where? For how long? I'm sorry, I, I really can't tell you. She put a hand on my shoulder. You don't have to hide anything from me. You know you can trust me. I let out a big sigh. <sighs> All right. I'm moving to another town. I don't think I can take it anymore, Jill. Jill's my best friend. She understands me and knows exactly what I've been going through. Don't. I know a place where you can stay. Before I could say a word, she pulled me and half ran toward a cab coming in our direction. Are you mad? I whispered loudly as she waved to get the driver's attention. An hour later, we reached a dark road surrounded by trees. Jill asked the cab driver to stop. What the heck is this shady location? After we hopped off, I took a glance at my watch. It was 10 p.m. and we were in the middle of nowhere! Where are we? I trust you with all my heart, but this looks like the perfect setting for a murder! Jill just chuckled. <laughs> Wait till you see it! She turned on her phone's flashlight and started making a path through the untamed grass. I could only hope there were no snakes or bears as we trudged on the unknown forest soil. Finally, we made it to a clearing. I couldn't believe my eyes. Standing in the middle of the woods was a luxurious cottage. It looked like it just came out of a storybook. Jill said the cottage was a birthday gift from her rich uncle. It was a secret hideaway no one else knew about. She only went there when she needed to unwind. And after showing me inside, she handed over the keys and told me she had to be home soon. She said I could stay for as long as I needed. Ugh, what luck I had. It was a dream living in that place. At last, I had space to breathe and let myself enjoy away from any expectations. Jill always came by whenever she could to bring food and to hang out with me. She also helped me try painting again. A hobby I had to neglect to please mom and dad. Education was all that mattered to them. Days flew by, and before I knew it, I had become quite good at my hobby. Jill kept encouraging me to post my work online so much that I eventually gave in. To my surprise, a lot of people liked my art. We watched as the likes and shares increased each week. After some planning, we tried to sell the paintings. Some of them as art prints. Before we knew it, my art was everywhere. Videos, articles, social media accounts. The list goes on. I even began earning through merchandise. That wasn't the best part, though. I was busy working on my latest painting when an email notification popped up on my screen. It didn't come from my usual contacts. I wanted to check it out later, but curiosity got the best of me. I opened the unread mail and saw a message I could only dream of. It was from a famous art website I've been a fan of for years. They were asking if I could allow them to feature my artwork. My eyes welled up with tears. It's like a huge weight was lifted off my back. For the first time in my life, I was acknowledged for my efforts. I felt like I was finally... accepted. As I was absorbed in my thoughts, I heard Jill's voice at the door. 
Liam! There was urgency in her voice. I quickly got out of the room. She was leaning against the wall, clearly out of breath. What happened? Are you alright? They're looking for you! The joy I was experiencing just a few seconds ago disappeared into thin air. Jill told me my parents were getting suspicious of my whereabouts. They can't get any information from anyone. When they asked her, she said she knew about my vacation but didn't know the location. I got worried. Mainly not for myself, but for Jill. I don't want to get her in trouble. I instructed Jill to act natural and insist that she knows nothing, because I told her not to let anyone know where I was going. Weeks passed. Summer vacation was almost over. I didn't hear much about my parents anymore. They probably gave up on me as I expected. While I was planning what to do next, I got a job from the website that featured my artwork. One night as I was surfing the nets, I stumbled upon an online art competition. It was a sponsored event by some of the most well-known organizations in the country to raise awareness about the youth's struggles and show what they have to offer to the world. The grand prize includes $100,000 plus an opportunity to work for a highly acclaimed museum. This is it, I said to myself. It's time to let everyone know what I'm capable of. Sleepless nights and early mornings filled my routine. I did my duties during the day and worked on my paintings at night. The desire to not go back to my old life burning myself out for nothing fueled me. I no longer wanted to deprive myself of happiness just to please my parents, who could care less what I do. It's only a losing battle. The most anticipated day arrived. The day of the competition. Jill cheered me on as I submitted my entry. Don't forget to treat me to dinner when you win. Even if you don't get the grand prize, one thing is for sure. You have a bright future ahead of you. I looked up at Jill with teary eyes. She looked like an angel with her golden locks cascading down her shoulders and her face glowing as the sunlight beamed through the window. I've always admired how beautiful she was inside and out. Thank you, Jill. You've always been there for me. I'm sorry I couldn't show how much I appreciate you. I was too busy being a sad boy. <laughs> it's nothing. I just care about you. For real. Well, I care about you too, you know? My heart was beating so fast when it struck me. I've been in love with my best friend all along. I was about to confess my feelings when a book fell on the floor, scaring the living daylights out of us. It took a few seconds before we realized we were holding on to each other. We both gave a nervous laugh as we quickly pulled away. <laughs> what was that? I hope it's not a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hope so too. <laughs> uh, look at the time. We should probably get some shut-eye to prepare for tomorrow. Yes! Oh, wow! It's almost dark! See you tomorrow, then. I'll be here once they send you the results. Wait for me, okay? I gave her my promise and waved goodbye as she went out the door. <sighs> I'll tell you soon.
The next day, I woke up reminding myself I would continue pursuing my dreams no matter what happens. I beat my chest and got out of bed. I was about to head for the kitchen when Jill appeared from behind the wall looking at me with a silly grin. I went over to my laptop, which was already half open on the table. I read the big words on the screen. Congratulations! Oh, I couldn't finish reading the rest because my vision got blurry. The next thing I remember is crying like a baby on the floor. I did it! My pain and hard work paid off! In the end, it was all worth it. Never in a million years would I think I could face my mom and dad with a proud heart. I'll be coming back home in a couple of days. But I had one wish left. I wanted to keep living a free life just as I have in Jill's cottage. I can't afford to risk my parents getting in the way of my happiness and my dreams. However, I wanted to let the cottage remain a hideaway for Jill and find a nice little place of my own. I was checking out some apartments near our school one afternoon when I ran into our neighbor, Bill. He's the one who lives in the gorgeous Victorian-style mansion close to our house. Liam, how are you? Hi, Bill. I'm okay. Just got back from the countryside. He gave me a gentle pat on the back. I know about your parents. They aren't too easy to please, are they? I smiled inside a little. Yeah, I'm planning to move out soon. I hope they don't mind too much. Bill's eyes widened. You're moving out? Good for you! Have you saved up enough? I shrugged. Well, I was lucky to get an online job. And I also won an art competition recently. Wow! Are you the one who won the grand prize for that sponsored competition? I shyly nodded. That's awesome! I knew you were a talented boy. You deserve to be recognized. His eyes lit up even more. If you haven't found a place to stay yet, uh, why don't you buy mine instead? My jaw literally dropped. Did I hear that right? Yes, Bill said he was going to move abroad for work, and he's been thinking about selling the mansion. He offered me a huge, huge discount. This wouldn't be possible anywhere else. It was a beautiful, warm morning when I arrived at our neighborhood. I was surprised to see all my friends and neighbors welcome me as I stepped out of the cab. Turns out, Jill organized the whole thing. Word about my recent feat spread like wildfire, too. Bill was standing there next to my mom and dad, who looked like they were trying their best to make eye contact with me while smiling awkwardly. They had no choice but to let me move out, since I was almost 18 and I just won a prestigious competition. Feeling emotional, I rubbed the back of my head and thanked everyone. I gave Jill a big hug and confessed my feelings for her. She gasped and told me she felt the same. We shared a sweet kiss, like no one was watching. I can honestly say that I'm proud of the person I've become. If I gave up too soon, I would have never known that I was born to make a difference as I am. I'm Alvin. Like most days, I got off the school bus and walked two blocks to the kindergarten where my mom works. As usual, I stood waiting for her at the front of the building. 
On that day, though, a man came from nowhere, grabbed my backpack, and ran away with it. Hey, that's my math homework you're stealing, I yelled after him. There's nothing of value to even steal! The man disappeared around the corner. Distraught, I slumped down and continued waiting for my mother. That's the price you pay for living here. Things like this happen all of the time. My mom finally got off work at 5 p.m. Someone stole my math homework while I was waiting for you, I told her. Just like me, she'd gotten used to it. You're lucky. Someone stole all four tires from a client's car today, she said laughing. <laughs> we continued chatting while walking to our fake home. You heard that right. I said fake. You'll figure out what I mean in a moment. You see, this old and rather dilapidated house goes with the rest of the neighborhood. After about 10 minutes, we made it to our fake home. My mom made herself a coffee as we waited for my dad until 6 p.m. After my dad came home from work, we spent another hour waiting impatiently. Then, we hurried around the house, closing the curtains so our neighbors wouldn't see us. From the moment the curtains closed every evening, we'd live as we truly are, like rich people. We went down to the basement of our fake home. My dad turned on the facial recognition system. We turned our faces to the hidden cameras. As soon as the system identified us, the secret door in our basement opened. The secret door revealed a 5.4 mile long tunnel. It's actually a subway line that belongs to my parents and me. We use this unique subway every night to reach our real home. After a short ride, we made it to our mansion. Our property is enclosed by 13 feet high walls. During the day, there are hundreds of people working here, maintaining the grounds. Maids, drivers, cooks, and gardeners. The staff leaves at 6.30 p.m. We arrive after they're gone, and it's only us at the mansion. We walked into the dining hall. We filled our plates with food from the buffet and sat down. The best chefs in the world cook a hundred different dishes every night. My dad asked, How was your day, son? Someone stole my backpack as I was waiting for mom. I had my math homework in that backpack. I need to do it all over again, I replied. Dad smiled. Bummer. I'm free tonight if you need help, he said. Dad, I hate hiding the fact that we're rich. Horrible things keep happening to us in that neighborhood, and they always will. Alvin, we talked about this so many times. We have to live this way. We have no choice but to adapt, he replied, frowning. Yes, we had talked about this many times. Yet I still didn't understand why we had to hide that we were the wealthiest family in the world. My grandfather had won the biggest jackpot of all time from the lottery. On the way to claim his winnings, he and my grandmother got in a car accident. My grandmother died instantly. My grandfather fell ill in his grief. So he hired a lawyer to get his affairs in order and found an investment advisor. I'm not going to touch this money. Invest with it as you like. I want my son to benefit from it in the future he said. The advisor was very good at his job. He built hotels and shopping malls worldwide and bought shares in gold and diamonds and stakes in many successful companies. My grandfather's lottery winnings grew exponentially, reaching billions of dollars. When my grandfather died, my parents inherited all his wealth. For some reason, we have to hide it. We pretend to live in the lowest income neighborhood of our city. We can only enjoy the privileges of being wealthy when we're in the mansion. I've been putting up with this for years because my parents want me to. But I've had it. I want to live my best life 24 hours a day. It's my birthright. I thought about everything that night and came up with an idea. If I made sure my friends at school knew about how rich we were, they would definitely tell their friends and families. Word would spread like wildfire. 
and all kinds of people would know about our fortune. Then my parents would have to concede that it was impossible to hide any longer, and we could start living the high life every day. I put my plan into motion the next day without hesitation. To start, I decided to tell two people, Nancy and Justin. I can't really say that I like them. I think they're super obnoxious, but they both were pretty popular in school and loved gossiping. Thanks to them, my family's secret would be out in no time. After lunch, I called both of them to the schoolyard and cut to the chase. I'm going to share my family's biggest secret with you. They were both stunned. I'm not kidding what I'm about to tell you, so you've got to trust me, I said. I had to muster up the courage to keep speaking. Nancy and Justin waited with anticipation. They both stared at me intensely. My family is the richest family in the world, and I'm the richest kid in the world, I said. My friends just stared at each other. Then they both burst out laughing. If I'm honest, that's the reaction I was expecting. You don't believe me, and you have every reason not to. I'm going to ask you to come with me. What I'm about to show you is sure to convince you, I said. You better find other people to mess around with, Justin groaned. Nancy was all in. Alvin looks dead serious, she said, and I'm curious about what's happening here. I couldn't take my friends to our fake home because I didn't know how to operate the facial recognition system. That being the case, I wouldn't be able to open the secret door. That's why I decided to take them to the mansion in broad daylight. It would be my first time entering my own house from the front door. But first, I had to convince the security detail posted outside. There was a gigantic iron door at the entrance and a security booth for the guards. Nancy and Justin stared in disbelief, first at the majestic door, then at the towering walls. One of the guards came out of the booth. Kids, this is private property. Please leave, he said. I told the guard, you don't know me, but I live here. I want to show our house to my friends, I said. I'm not in the mood for jokes, kid. Move along, please, he groaned. My room is on the third floor, I said, trying to convince him. There's a MacBook on my bed right now. I binge-watched Netflix until late last night. I can list off every show to prove it to you. Take us up there. Son, you're a fool if you think you can play me like that. I'll have to make a citizen's arrest for trespassing if you don't leave now, he responded. Justin turned to me. Alvin, I don't know if this is your idea of a prank, but I'm not getting in trouble because of some weird lie. This guy seems pretty serious. Let's get out of here before he puts us in a chokehold or something, he said. I decided to play my last card. I'm going to tell my father about this. If you don't want to lose your job, let us in. This is my house, I screamed. At the last second, the iron gate started opening. A luxury car with dark windows was leaving the property. It stopped where we stood. The black backseat window came down. The person inside looked out and asked, What seems to be the problem here? The security guard said, Sir, this kid says he lives here. The man looked at me condescendingly. You certainly do not live here. This is my private property, and I have two daughters, no son, he said. Let's go, he commanded the driver, rolling up his window. I just stood there, shocked. He's lying. This is our house, I murmured. Justin and Nancy looked at each other nervously. Nancy said, and to think I believed you, even for a second. Justin nodded. Called it. They turned around and started walking back. I was sure that everyone at school would find out about what happened. This mansion was my home. Who was that man? Knowing it was useless to insist, I went back to my family's run-down fake house. When I walked into the house, I saw my parents waiting impatiently for me. They both looked upset. Obviously, they knew what had happened. 
My mom said, Alvin, we watched you and your friends on the security camera. What you did was incredibly reckless. I had tears pouring down my face. You're right, mom. I'm so sorry. But who was that man? Don't we own the mansion? I asked. My dad said, Of course we do. That man is a professional actor. Staff at the mansion think he owns the house. It's another precaution we had to take so that no one would suspect what's going on. Dad, why do we have to take so many precautions? Why are we hiding our real selves from the world? I really want to know, I pleaded. My dad looked at my mom, who nodded at him before turning to me. We hid some things from you to protect you. We knew we'd have to tell you one day, but we were worried about your mental health, Dad said, pausing. He looked back at my mom again. She nodded for him to go on. Then she started crying softly. My dad took a deep breath and began to explain. We used to be the family you always wanted us to be. You weren't born yet. We had a daughter named Betty. Everyone knew how rich we were, which made our lives incredibly difficult. We used to go everywhere with an army of guards. We all had to wear bulletproof vests. Then something awful happened. Someone managed to kidnap your sister. They demanded we give them a hundred million dollars as ransom. We said yes, of course, but they never released her, even though we gave them the money. The police were sure it was because Betty had seen their faces. This was a massive trauma for us. After that, your mom and I made a decision. We moved to the inner city and set up this life to hide our wealth. We lost our daughter. We couldn't protect her. We don't want to lose our son too. Alvin, all this is for you. This is the only way to live a quiet life away from danger. Now I knew everything. I hugged my dad. My mom got up and joined us. We all cried for Betty for a while. I'm really sorry about today. I didn't know you were trying to protect me. I will be careful from now on, I said. From that day on, I made mom and dad a promise to live humbly during the day and never tell anyone again. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 